part of our Bible reading for this morning was the book of Mark chapter 4. And I'm going to read verse from, um, from verse 3. It says, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was, was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seeds fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a hundred times. Today is Palm Sunday. The Lord has prepared his word for us this morning. So I'm going to ask this one that, Father, your word for me this morning, let it fall on good soil in my heart, that it can produce fruits, fruits of 30, fruits of 60, fruits of 100. We're going to pray up anything that can hinder me from receiving that word this morning. I lay them down at your altar. I pull down every stronghold. I pull down every pretension. I pull down every distraction. I pull down every by entering. I will receive the word for this morning from this altar in Jesus name. Father our God I thank you Father. I thank you Father because you have prepared the altar for us. Father you prepared the ground and you prepared your minister for today. You said that you, the words that, that we shall listen that the, there was a farmer that went to sow seeds. Father this morning you're coming to sow seeds in our hearts this morning. The seed of your word. The seed of your word that bring for total transformation in our lives. Father that's why we pray this morning as we receive this word. Father let it fall on good soil in the name of Jesus. Father, that can hinder us from receiving your word from this altar this morning. Father, we pull it down in Jesus' name. Father, you say we should put out every pretension. We say you say we should put out every altar. You say we should put out everything that can stand against the word that we we'll receive this morning. And that's why, Lord, I speak over the minds of your people this morning. Father, I bring a subject to the name of Jesus. I speak to the spirit, to the atmosphere of this sanctuary this morning. And even through the social media, those that will be receiving the word. Father, let this word fall on good soil this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we uproot every distraction. Father, we come against anything that can steal the word of today from our hearts. We come against them through the power of the blood of Jesus. But Lord, over this sanctuary, over the minds of people this morning, we release the power in the blood of Jesus. We release the power of the blood into the atmosphere. And we speak, Father, that the blood will release the minds of people Father, to receive the word of this morning in the name of Jesus. That every heart will be prepared for us to receive that word and it will fall on good soil in the name of Jesus. Let's get a pray for the minister this morning. That the Lord will release the lips of the minister this morning. That everything the Lord has put within the minister, it will be released to us this morning. That no word will be held back. That the minister will mount this altar. The glory of the Father will descend in a mighty way. The apostolic grace of this altar will descend this morning and everyone will be released through the voice of the minister this morning. That the Lord will turn the minister into a flame of fire. That as you mount on this altar, they will speak as your authority in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for your minister this morning. You say you make your ministers into flames of fire. Lord, I pray for the minister this morning. And they will mount this altar. Lord, put your word upon their lips that will flow like a river. Lord, the apostolic grace. Father, that's upon this altar. They flow through them this morning. That they will open their mouth to speak. Out of their lips, rivers will flow. Rivers of 
mystery, rivers of revelations, rivers of insight, rivers of grace, rivers of your power, rivers to release many in the level of ministry in the name of Jesus, that the apostolic grace upon this altar will be fully manifested for through your minister this morning, for those who minister in music, let know them afresh, for every song that will sing this morning, out of their lips, oh God, rivers will flow, 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 rivers will flow this morning, the eyes will be open, understanding shall be enlightened, grace shall be released in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Father. Lord, we honor you for the outpouring of your spirit from this altar this morning. We thank you, Father, for your manifestation from this altar this morning. We thank you, Father, for the captives that we set free through this altar this morning. We thank you, Father, for understanding that will come upon the people this morning. Be exalted in the heavens above. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shall we open this service as we read with an uplifted right hand from the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwells therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully? He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, 
so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Uh, opening hymn.
if I be lifted high, I will draw all men unto me. I want us to lift up the King Jesus. Jesus is our King. He's the Sovereign Lord. He's seated upon the throne. He's no longer the one going onto the cross. He's risen from the dead. He's seated at the right side of the Father in heaven. And He's enthroned on high. I want us to lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up King Jesus. Magnify the name of Jesus. The name above all names. We exalt you, King Jesus. We exalt you, King Jesus. The Lamb upon the throne, the risen Christ, the I am that I am, the mighty God, the awesome ruler, the one who is enthroned on high. Oh Lord, we exalt you for your power, for your strength, for your grace. Lord, you set out of the mouth of babes and suckling, you have ordained praise. forsake you. And that is why you have left the Holy Ghost with us. The spirit of truth. The spirit that reveals Christ in us. Christ in us the hope of glory. We bless your name because Jesus rode upon the donkey into Jerusalem. And we thank you because Jesus is riding upon us today. Jesus is riding upon the saints of God today. Glorify Jesus. We exalt you, the King of glory. You are the glorified Christ. 
You are the glorified Christ. We thank you that you are glorified in this assembly this morning. Oh, we thank you, Father God, for your presence, for your glory, for your matchless power in our midst. We exalt you. We magnify you. What is God? What is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you visited him? You made us a little lower than the angels. You crown us with glory and honor. And you subdue all things under our feet. We bless your name for the authority that you have given to us. We thank you for the power that is at work in us. That working is like the working of his mighty strength. In which he exalted in Jesus when he rose him from the dead. We thank you Father God because Jesus is alive and well. And because he lives we live. Because we, he lives we can face tomorrow. Thank you for the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we have been made whole by the blood of Jesus. Oh, we thank you for such a liberty tonight. Thank you for the liberty that we have to access the presence of God. Oh, we thank you. 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 Christ faith tabernacle, thank you, Lord. Christ faith tabernacle, thank you, Lord, for the grace for the power, for the strength, for the might that you have bestowed on us, for the liberty of the spirit that we can express ourselves before God. We bless you, Lord, that we have been accepted in your beloved. What a glorious God we serve. What a glorious God we serve. We know that in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. I do not know what kind of burdens that you have brought before God this morning. But God is here. God the Spirit is here. God the Father is here. God the Lord Jesus is here. And because he is here, he will carry your burdens. He said, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. For his yokes are easy. His burdens are light. We bless your name, Jesus, that we can come before you. We can come before your seat of mercy this morning. We know, God, that you are, your presence makes the whole difference. And, Lord, we know that we are not going home the same way we came. Because today there shall be impartation. Today you will visit us. Today you will transform us. Today, Lord God, Father, we will receive the touch of the Master. You will touch us in our body. You will touch us in our minds. You will touch us in our hearts. Our spirits will be revived. In the name of Jesus, we will go home revived. We will go home revived. Every one of us will have an encounter with Christ. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father God. Our heart is open tonight, this morning. Our heart is open to receive from the throne of grace. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You will speak, and we, your servants, will hear. The word that will speak, Lord God, will not fall on a heart of stone. But every heart will be melted. Every heart, oh God, that is bound by every worries will be destroyed. And every heart will be open to receive the word of God. Understanding will come from the throne room of grace. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Take your rightful place in our hearts. And take your rightful place in the life of your people this morning. We bless you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Shall we be seated? 
Hallelujah. The choir, can you take your seats in Jesus' name? Thank you so much. Let's give them a hand and celebrate the God that lives in the inside of them. Hallelujah. I welcome you in the name of the Lord and on behalf of Apostle A.T.B. Williams and Reverend Omar Williams, who are right now in Ireland, they sent you greetings. And I know that our Father in the Lord has prayed and he said there will be a visitation this morning. I believe the word of the servants. The Bible says, believe in God and you will be established. Believe in his prophet and you will prosper. So I'm standing in the grace of God that is upon this altar, the grace of Apostle A.T.P. Williams and Reverend Omar Williams. And I know that the word that God has placed in my spirit is the word of the hour, is the word in season, is the word that God wants us to hear for today, is the food for the spirit for us today. Hallelujah. Apostles have been ministering to us about operating in the mind of Christ. Do you know that for us to operate in the mind of Christ is really what God expects of every child of God? Because when Apostle was ministering to us over some few weeks, I went home and I was deliberating and meditating of every word that I received. And the question popped up in my spirit. And the question was, what really is the mind of Christ? What really was the, is the mind of Christ? And chambers were opened in the spirit realm. So this morning, I will be deliberating on the mind of Christ. Because each one of us needs to know what the mind of Christ really is before we can actually operate in it. Because God is taking us on a journey. And the coming of the Lord is so swift. And before we can leave this planet called earth, each one of us have to manifest Jesus. And what is it that we have to manifest? We need to operate in his mind. But if you are here and you do not actually know what the mind of Christ is, then how can you manifest in the mind of Christ? God wants us to be that living Jesus on the planet earth. If we do not accomplish that purpose, we have not yet been fulfilled. And God wants each one of us to be fulfilled. It is not just the pastors. It is not just the evangelists, the teachers, the prophets and the apostles that need to manifest the mind of Christ. But each one of us have to manifest the mind of Christ. If I quickly just read the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 11 to 13. The reason why myself and yourself can come to church and we can come to the guardian of the saints. Why? Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. He says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The reason why God has appointed this fivefold ministry into the church is so that the saints of God, yourself, myself, 
will be equipped in the work of ministry. Every one of us have a work to do in the house of God and also at the world at large. The reason why you are saved is for the work of service. The reason why you are saved is not just to sit on the pews in the church and warm benches. It's not for you to just occupy the world and go to your place of work, come back, eat, sleep, and marry. That's not the reason. So the reason why each one of us are saints today, and we are the moment we gave our life to Christ, we were not just raptured and go to heaven. It's because of the work of service. But the Bible says that so that we will be taught and come to maturity, and so that we will come to the unity of faith, and that our knowledge of Christ also will grow. Because each one of us, we are on a different plane. Some people have grown, and none of us have actually hit that plane. Because each one of us, every day, we are learning something new about Christ. And we are growing in our faith. But some people, their level is still so low. And the reason why God has appointed the fivefold ministry is so that he will equip you. So that each one of us will come to that unity of faith and become mature. And then we will now become, we will be able to manifest in the fullness of Christ. So what is the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ is the fullness of God. None of us have seen the Father, but we have seen Jesus. Jesus has come to this world. In the pages of the scripture, we have seen all his ministry, we have seen his work. So he is the God in bodily form. When Jesus was on earth, he was 100% man and 100% God. He showed to us how we can live a victorious life even while in this bodily form, flesh and blood. Because Jesus came as flesh and blood. And he was able to overcome every odds of Satan. He was able to overcome the craving of the flesh. So if Jesus was able to accomplish that, it's to tell us that we are able to do that too. So the mind of Christ is the fullness of the God in bodily form. Colossians 2 verses 9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. So all the fullness of God, the Father, lives in Jesus. He carried all the fullness. And he went further in verse 10. He said, In Christ you... Myself have been brought to that fullness. If Jesus can manifest God on earth when he was in the bodily form, that's to show that myself, yourself, can manifest God and manifest Christ on this planet earth. And that is why I said that we cannot afford to leave this earth without leaving an imprint of Christ on earth. We should be that living Jesus because Jesus was that living God that lived on earth when he was on earth. So we should be that living Jesus. Colossians 1 19 went further to say, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. For Jesus, God was so pleased to have the fullness of Christ 
to the fullness of himself in Christ. And God says that we too have received the fullness. How did Jesus actually operate in the fullness of God? John chapter 5, and I read from verse 19. He said, Jesus gave them this answer. Verily, truly, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. So the reason why Jesus was able to manifest the fullness of God is because he never do anything of his own evolution. But he did everything that he saw in the Father. So he was like he was mirroring his Father. Anything he sees his Father do, he does. He never have a mind of his own. But he operated in the mind of the Father. Verse 20 says, For the Father loved the Son. Why should the Father love the Son? Because the Son did exactly what the Father does. I know there are fathers in the house, there are mothers in the house. When you have children and they are doing exactly what you taught them to do, they are following your footsteps, especially those of you who are believers. What you are teaching them, they see you doing it. And they are doing it likewise. You will fall in love with that child. You will reveal your secret to that child. Everything that you know about God, everything to make that child's life fulfilled, you will reveal it. You will tell him often again and again and again. Because that child is bringing joy to your heart. So was Jesus. For the Father loved the Son and showed him all he does. Yes, he will show him even greater works than this, so that you will be amazed. He said, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. The reason why Jesus was able to open blind eyes, because he saw the Father do it. Raise the dead, he saw the Father do it. Heal the paralytic, he saw the Father do it. Care for the hungry, because he saw the Father do it. So it is. When we love Jesus, when we don't have a mind of our own and said, well, as far as I am concerned, we still come back to that. And we just say, because Jesus said this, because Jesus did this in the scripture, I'm doing likewise. Jesus will pour himself, as the Father pour himself into Jesus, Jesus will pour himself into us. We know that many of us, we want to experience God, we want to encounter God. We want to be able to hear the voice of God. We want to be able to see angels. We were singing angel song today. Hosanna in the highest. Angels are singing. You know right now angels are singing in the presence of God. But how many of us are able to see it with our eyes? How, able, how many of us are able to see the cherubim, the seraphims, encircling the throne? How many of us are able to see the rope of Jesus filling the old temple? Sanctuary. How, able, how many of us are able to see the crystal sea, the fountain of life, the trees, the foundation that is built with myriads of stones, beautiful stones? How many of us are able to see the street of gold? Jesus is able to reveal it to us. But the more we are close to him, the more we are in, you know, in unison with him. That everything that Jesus did, we are able to do. Jesus is willing to do it. Because he says, 
that the son give life to whom he is pleased to give it. How can we please God? We please God by faith. Without faith, no man can please God. Our work of Christ is a work of faith. You cannot say you have, you love Christ or you are in unison with Christ and you are faithless. Every work we have, we are here because we know that Jesus is. We are here today because we know that Jesus is. Those who believe that Jesus is not will not be here. Because we know Jesus is, that is why we are here. So there is a level of faith that we have attained. But there are still higher faith. And we get there in Jesus' name. Who are you? Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. The reason why we are saying this over and over and again, because I believe last week, Apostle was taking us through the born again experience. Because some of us just think that born again is all about confessing your sin, renouncing your sin, and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And once that is done, that is it. Amen, full stop. <laughs> it goes beyond that. Do you know that being born again is the greatest miracle of all? Greater than even being, you know, raising the dead. Being born again is a total life experience. I call it born again experience. It's a creative wonder. Because you are recreating. You are being recreated. He says that he is a new creation. The moment you became born again, you are a new species. You have never existed before. So that's a recreation. You know, today, people have several transplants. Heart transplant, liver transplant, kidney transplant, hips replacement, all that. But born again, your whole life, your whole being is being recreated. Especially your mind. We are talking about the mind of Christ. Because your mind informs who you are. Your mind informs your actions. Your mind informs your attitudes. Your mind informs your behavioral pattern. The way you behave is all about what is up here. The way you act is become what is up there. But the Bible says that when you become born again, all of that will changed. All of that will change. So, is a new creation. All things are passed away. I've actually seen people who literally look so beautiful the moment they give their life to Christ. Look so beautiful, so handsome. You will see someone who was looking so ragged, and the moment they give their life to Christ, their countenance change. Everything about them change. That is just the outward appearance. What about what is going on in the inside? Total recreation. So born again experience is a total change. The things you used to do before, you cannot afford to do it. If you are still struggling with it, it's because you have not really experienced what is being born again. So all things are passed away. Everything becomes new. Second Corinthians 5.15 says, And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. I want to ask you a question. Who are you really living for? Who are you living for? When you left this home this morning, 
who, who access you? Who access you? In many things that are going through your mind, are you living for Christ? Even right now as I'm speaking, you know, the mind is so powerful. Some minds is not actually here. Some people's minds are not here. They are thinking about what is going to happen thereafter. Some people are concerned about what is going on in their life right now. Ignoring the fact that what is going on in your life does not really matter because what is coming out right now, we solve that. We resolve it. Because the word of God that we speak on this altar is not our words. I do not rehearse all this before coming. <laughs> no minister that will stand on this altar will rehearse. Apostle never rehearse. None of the ministers rehearse. None of the saints that will come here will rehearse. Because every word that comes out from the mouth of the man or woman of God that is based on the scripture, have a biblical backup, they are spirits and they are life. And they will address your situation. They will address every issues, no matter how hard, no matter how complicated, no matter how impossible. They will address every issues. But the Bible says that he died for all. And those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Who are you living for? Are you living for yourself or you are living for Christ who died for you? If you are living for Christ who died for you, then there is a way God wants you to live. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. It's such a wonderful thing that our body carries the Holy Spirit. Our body is the temple. Our body is the church. Our body is the sanctuary. Our body is the place where God dwells. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God dwells in our temple. Who is in you? Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. You know, this week is what they call the Passion Week. This is the essence of our Christianity. Not Christmas. If Jesus did not die and rose again, then our Christianity is not really anything. There is nothing like Christianity if those two things never happen. But Jesus died. He rose again. He's no longer in the manger. Neither is he in the tomb. But he's at the right side of the Father in heaven. Interceding for yourself and myself. So Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And the Bible says that you were bought at a price. It cost Jesus death. It cost him his life. It cost him his blood. His blood was shed for you and for me. So that means that your life and my life is so costly. It is costly. So we cannot afford to live it the way we seem best. God has already given us a prescription. And the prescription is that we live according to his own way. Not according to how we feel. Not according to how we think. Our life is costly. And he said, therefore, honor God with your body. If there is anything that is our enemy, it's not actually the devil. Do you know who our enemy is? Our body. Our body. Because our body will also respond to the dictation of the devil. 
If we are born again, when we are born again and our bodies transform, that would have been, uh, made life easy. Life would have been easy. Unfortunately, or will I say fortunately, I don't want to use the word unfortunately. Will I say fortunately, we have to take this body and bring it captive. So our flesh is the enemy of destiny. Why? Because sometimes you want to pray, you find yourself sleeping. Sometimes you want to pray, but your body says sleep. You, you now have to command that sleep to go. And I'll tell your body that this body, you will pray. Whether you like it or not, you will pray. So there is a battle going on. There is a fight going on. Between flesh and spirit. Sometimes when people offend you, you want to revenge. But because you have to do it God's way, God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. You want to, re- you want to revenge? Maybe someone is in the auditorium right now, and you want to live here, and your mind is said, I'm going to show that person. Now, that is the reason why the Holy Spirit is bringing this out. So that you don't revenge, because you are doing it God's way. The mindset of Christ. Revenge. Sometimes gossip is another issue. Some people are still battling. Not every believer has time for gossip. But there are some people who that is an issue for them that they need to deal with. Gossip, gossip, gossip. When it's time for prayer, they are not interested. Their spirit will fight it. But when it's time for gossip, they are strong. They are so strong and alive. They can do anything just to gossip. The first news that fly, flash through their mind, it is gossip. In fact, they know that they are a gossip practitioner, that people will actually call them and gossip to them. They are the first point of call for gossip. Your flesh is still at work. I'm not saying you are not born again, but there is an aspect of you that you need to deal with. That is an aspect that you have to bring on that subjection for you to operate in the mind of Christ. Because the mind of Christ is not that. Some is slander. They just want to slander any man of God. You know, that is why Apostle said something. That not everything that goes on on social media that you should read. Especially all those um, things about this minister did this, this minister did, did that. It's all lies. And it's to captivate yourself, your life, and give you a waste of life. Waste of time. The time that you would have devoted to do something that will add value to your life, you are spreading it on, oh, this minister do this, and they are all lies. Minister do this, you read so much, you don't have time to read the Bible, but you have time to follow the news on social media. Flesh. Flesh. Those are the things that you need to caution. Flesh. Rebels. Rebellion. Are there children in the house? Are they leaders in the house? Rebels. Those are the things you need to caution. When people are speaking and they are giving you instruction. Parents are giving their children instruction. And they are saying that, well, my friend did this. The reference point is now about your friend. Not about the Spirit of God that is speaking through your parents. Flesh. Flesh. I'm talking to born again. I'm talking to those who say they are born again. Things are still warring. Your flesh is still warring against the Spirit of God. Rebels. 
Arrogance is another enemy of destiny. Arrogance, pride. You are proud for nothing. Proud for nothing. If Jesus, who was God, who lived as God, a man on earth, the scripture says, if I quickly go there, the scripture says in the book of Colossians, let me read it. No, Philippians 2. Philippians 2 verse 5. It said, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. We're talking about mind of Christ. What, what was Jesus' mindset? He said, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. You know, when Jesus was on earth, he could have done some things as a Godhead, but he did not. He lived as man. He served as man. He humbled himself as man. He washed his disciples' feet. He put on the nature of a servant. He was a servant leader. Who are you? We are talking about things that war against our flesh that stop us from operating in the mind of Christ. Who are you? Pride. If Jesus, who was God, and who is God, did not consider equality with God, something to be used in his own advantage, but rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance of a man. He humbled himself. Humility is a key for us to reach destiny, for us to fulfill destiny. Humility is a key. Let Jesus be our reference point, because he is the one who paid the price for us. Let him be our reference point. If Jesus was humble, and he's still humble, who are we not to be? And the Bible says he become obedient to death, even death on the cross. There is something that Apostle said last week, that if you are not obedient, if you do not obey the commands of Jesus, there is, limited, there is a limitation to you operating in the mind of Christ. Obedience is the key. Obedience sometimes, you may not feel that you are right. Or you may feel that you are right and someone is wrong. But for the fact that you want to maintain peace, you subject yourself. Obedience. We need to obey. We need to live a life of total obedience. How do we honor God with our body? Let's leave, look at Romans chapter 12. And I'll read from verses 1. Therefore, I urge you. Paul was actually begging the brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. This body, we need to place it on the altar. This body needs to die daily. We need to crucify our flesh daily. Because daily, we are bombarded in our minds for things that we war against the spirit. That is why our body needs to be laid on the altar. You know, sacrifice has to do with you know, spilling of blood and all that. But God 
says that we have to offer our body as a living sacrifice. We are not going to die. But spiritual death is that we crucify, we put to death everything that we want against our flesh. And he said, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true prop and proper worship. Worship is not just about lifting up hands, it is part of it. Lifting up hands and singing praises to God. Worship is our attitude to life. Worship is our lifestyle. Worship is when we place our life on the altar on a daily basis. Worship is how we need to dedicate our entire life for the service of God. Worship. And he said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Do you know that this world has a pattern? There is a pattern to this world, which is contrary to the pattern of the kingdom. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. It's good and pleasing and perfect will. There is a pattern in this world. And the Bible says that we should not conform to it. What are the patterns in this world? Pattern of our dressing. The way we dress. When we left home this morning... I'm sure every one of us in this house have not seen any indecent dressing. But do you know that even outside these four walls, we should still dress decently. We should still dress the kingdom way. Because Christianity is not just within the four walls. Our Christianity actually will make a difference outside these four walls. When we are in the midst of darkness, that is when our light shines. How do you dress? How do you compose yourself when you are outside these four walls? When nobody sees you? When no man of God or woman of God is around you? When none of your departmental members are around you? How do you dress? How do you look? How do you talk? How is your speeches and your conversation like? Do you carry on the pattern of this world in the way they speak, swear, Can you imagine a Christian swearing? Pattern of this world. Slangs. Pattern of this world. Coas joking. Pattern of this world. We should be transformed. The mind of Christ has nothing to do with the pattern of this world. The Bible says that friendship with the world is enmity with God. You cannot combine the two. It is not a dilute to taste religion. We cannot combine the two. It's either you are in the world or you are in God. And when you are in God, there must be a sharp difference. People should be able to know that you are in God because of what you say, how you look, and your conduct to life. So, the pattern of this world. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 22 to 24. I've read, it, I've read it before, but I'm going to read it again. It said, you were taught with regards to your former way of life. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your mind. And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's our ultimate goal in life as a believer. To be like Jesus on this earth. But how can we renew our mind? First Peter 2 Peter 2.2 says, Like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk, 
so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. The word of God is so powerful. The word of God is the one that can bring transformation to our minds. We need to wash our minds by the water of the word. Because it is our mind that is us. We are our mind. The Bible says a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. You want to think like God? You want to reason like God? You want to operate in the mind of Christ? Then let the word of God dwell richly in you. You need, sometimes we need to force ourselves. You know, sometimes they say that, well, I, just, I want to read the word of God, but I just don't feel like. I don't have the craving for it. I don't have the longing for it. Start in the flesh. Start in the flesh. Why do I say start in your flesh? And I always encourage people to do this. And it, it's work for them. Holy Spirit is not going to move your hands to pick your Bible and read. You have to physically handle your Bible because you know it is your life. If the, if the doctor tells you that you are going to die, someone is going to die, but the only survivor is this medicine. And you need to take it religiously two, four times a day for 30 days. I'm sure because you know your life depends on it. You will do it. You will obey it. In fact, when you don't like the medicine, I knew the time that I took, when I was growing up, let me just tell you this story, because my mom is a nurse. Well, well she is a retired nurse. She will give us this medicine, and I don't know how to swallow medicine. I can crush it. I just have to crush it. So I've crushed bitter tablets. I've crushed tap, capsules, and you know, what is in the content of the capsules, the excipients that is in it, is so bitter. I will crush it. All of a sudden, I'm not crushing this at all anymore. So each time she give me medicine, I will just put it down the drain and drink water so that she can see the water at the side of my lips. She will thought I've done it. But one day she caught me with it. That, oh, you this girl, you have not been taking the medicine. So she stopped take, giving me medicine and it's now injection. And I prefer the injection. I actually prefer the injunction because I just couldn't swallow. It was maybe when I was in my 20, maybe 20, my early 20s, that's when I started knowing how to swallow. Even up till now, I have to put lots of water and brave myself and swallow medicine. And I don't actually take medicine, but that's by the way. But the word of God is more powerful than that. You need to force yourself because your life depends on it. Both your spiritual and your physical and every other thing that surrounds your life depends on the Word of God. You need to read the Word of God. It is the Word of God that will make you grow. Can you imagine someone telling stories, I've been born again 20 years and you have nothing to show for it. You are still thinking like mere men. Immaturity. God wants to bring us to maturity. He wants us to operate in His mind to be like God. And then, secondly, Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your mind on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, 
and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Your life is hid in Christ in God. Because your life is hid in Christ in God, let your hearts, your affections, everything that you desire must be heavenly. You shouldn't desire earthly things because the things of this world will pass away. If your life is hid in Christ in God, then you must desire Him. When there is time for you to develop your spiritual abilities, you must be happy to do that. You must run to it. So God wants us to set our eyes, our affections, our longing, our desire must be on heavenly things, not on earthly things. And it is in that that your mind will begin to operate in the mind of Christ. The mind, your own human mind, will be taken over, captivated by the mind of Christ. But you have to be in Christ and in God, and your mind needs to be set on heavenly things. Shall we rise up to our feet this morning? Hallelujah. The Bible says, where your treasure is, so shall your heart be. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this morning. You want to pray for your minds. I want us to pray for our minds. We want to ask the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, to send His fire into our minds. Everything that the enemy have deposited in our mind that have defiled our spirit, you want to ask that the fire of God begin to consume them. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, God the Holy Spirit will call upon you this morning. Lord, the Bible says, where our treasure is, so shall our heart be. My God, I pray. Every deposit, oh God that has been made in our minds that is contrary to the will of God. We say, God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire. Send your fire. Send your fire. Send your fire. Consume in the name of Jesus. 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 Every deposit of God in our heart that defiles our spirit man, let your fire consume. 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 Every way of thinking, Every manner of thinking, every ways of thinking, let your fire consume in the name of Jesus. If our reasoning of God Father is contrary to the reasoning of God, we say, let your fire consume, let your fire consume. You said it's not what we have eaten, oh God, that defiles us, but what comes out of us, oh God, is what defiles us. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Scan through every sons and daughters in this house, oh God, this morning. And Lord, remove everything, oh God, that is contrary, Lord, to the mind of Christ. It is your desire that we grow. It is your desire that we are mature. It is our desire that Lord God will live as God's on earth. That we live, oh God, Father God, to show for the praises of God who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let your fire pass through us this morning. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You want to pray that your mind be consumed with the love of God. Tell the Lord, let my mind be consumed with your love. Let you, my mind be consumed with your love. Father God, let my mind be consumed with your love. In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill my heart with the love of God this morning. Fill my heart with the love of God this morning. 
Fill my heart with the love of God this morning. In the name of Jesus. I say fill our heart with the love of God this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fill my mind over with your love this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. I don't want to shun this off, but while we were, I was ministering, something came to my mind. This week is Passion Week. This week is when we remember what Jesus did on the cross, how he paid the price for us, how he was crucified for a sin that he never committed. Mm. Uh, the cross... The cross, the Bible says, is the power of God for those who are being saved. But for those who are perishing, it's not. I want also to, I want everyone who have lost their passion, if you have lost your passion for God, and it's like it is a force, you are just forcing yourself, you are just going along with the crowd. The love is not there. The passion is not there anymore. The, the, the love is not there. Your love is dwindling and grown cold. You used to be on fire for God. In fact, when there is opportunity to serve, you are there. Always there. When there is opportunity for you to come to church, you are there. Always there. You, you cannot wait to come into the presence of God. But now it is a drag. Even to pray at home is a drag. Even to study the word of God is a drag. If you are here this morning, I want you to lift up your hands. Yes, I want you to lift up your hands. Lift your hands up. I'm not saying you are not a Christian. Yes, I can see that hand. I can see those hands. I'm not saying you are not a Christian. You are a Christian, right? You are born again, spirit-filled. But your passion is gone. Serving God has become a struggle for you. Yes. Yes. Lord Jesus, we bless your name. I want every one of us to pray for them. I want us to pray. And even those of us who do not lift up our hands, there is still more for God. You want to ask God, my God, restore back the passion. Restore back the passion today. Lord God, restore back the passion today. Let their passion be stirred up. The Bible says, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants after you. Begin to pray that God, everyone, oh God, whose heart, whose soul is no longer, no longer panting for God. That God begin to restore the longing of their soul. God begin to restore the joy of their salvation. God begin to restore their passion for God, their love for God. God begin to stir up their heart. Let there be revival in the house. Let there be revival in the house. Pray, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for your for them and pray for yourself. Lord, revive me. Revive me this morning. Revive my heart this morning. Revive my love for God this morning. Revive my service for God this morning. Revive my joy this morning. Revive my joy this morning. Revive my joy this morning. Revive my fire this morning. Let there be a fire. Rekindle the flame again. Rekindle the flame again. Rekindle the flame for the word of God. Rekindle the flame for the service of the Lord Jesus. Rekindle, 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 rekindle. Let there be a rekindling of flame. Let there be a revival this morning. Let there be a revival this morning. 
In the name of Jesus. Oh, We bless you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And so for you that you need the flame of God again, place your hand upon your chest. Father, in the name of Jesus, including myself, I need the flame of God. A new reviver. Father God, I pray for everyone, oh God, whose love for God has grown cold. I pray for a quickening this morning in the name of Jesus. I pray for revival this morning in the name of Jesus. I pray that their longing soul be restored in the name of Jesus. David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I said, this morning, let there be restoration. Let there be restoration. Restoration of joy. Restoration of fire. Restoration of love. Restoration for hunger for the word of God. Restoration for service. Restoration, 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 restoration. Touch their heart this morning, Lord God. Let them Father God, be on fire for God in the name of Jesus. Let their soul be on fire for God in the name of Jesus. Let there be revelation for everyone, oh God, Father, that is thirsty for God, for everyone that is hungry for God. Let there be divine encounter from heaven. Let their eyes be open to see vision. Let their ears be open to hear the voice of God. Let them have angelic encounters, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let there be a longing in their heart. Let there be a quickening of the Spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we ask heaven, come down upon every soul this morning, in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray for everyone who have come here with ailments. No one come before God and remain the same. No sickness can stand where Jesus is. The Bible says Jesus went into the synagogue and he healed everyone that have infirmity. So, God, I pray, Jesus is here right now this morning. I say every infirmity of the eyes be restored in the name of Jesus. Every infirmity in the brain, I say be healed in the name of Jesus. Every infirmity in the bone be restored in the name of Jesus. I command every barrenness won't be open in the name of Jesus. Angels are here carrying babies in their hands. I say, receive yours in the name of Jesus. Receive yours in Jesus' name. Every memory loss be restored in the name of Jesus. Every pain in the ankle, I say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I declare you healed in the name of Jesus. Every pain in the, in the elbow, I command you, be gone in the name of Jesus. Let the healing power of God rest upon you. I command every swollenness in your body be dissolved in the name of Jesus. I command every inflammation gone in Jesus' name. My Lord, I pray, Father God, every excess liquid, oh God, in the brain, I command you be drained out in the name of Jesus. Every water in the heart. I command you, drain out in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure, I command you to be regulated. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and God, I pray for total healing from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. I command sorrow depart in Jesus' name. Joy come in Jesus' name. Every form of worry, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Anxiety be gone in Jesus' name. Peace of God restored in Jesus' name. I say receive the peace of God. Receive the 
the peace of God. I declare that this week is a week of joy for every one of us. It is a week of liberty for every one of us. Doors be open before us in the name of Jesus. Jobs be given to the jobless in the name of Jesus. Business flourish in Jesus' name. I declare, Lord God, that profits come unto your businesses in the name of Jesus. I declare that we will think right, oh God, this week. We will operate in the mind of Christ this week. In the name of Jesus, we are not confused. We are not fearful. We are as bold as a lion. Strong and courageous. Operating in sound mind. Thank you, God. We bless you, Father, for refreshing us. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Can we be seated, please? Praise the Lord. Our Father and the Lord told us something last week. He said, expect a visitation. Did you get one? Praise the name of our living Jesus. That is operating the mind of Christ. Our Father and the Lord is showing us the way. Led by one of our own favorites. Pastor Debbie, God bless you. God refill you. And God just keep letting you flow as the Spirit leads. For the rest of us, each and every one of us has got a commission today to operate the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, as we know, is the fullness of God in the bodily form. So as Pastor was preaching, I'm sure some of us were receiving some messages on some little vices. You know, Solomon called them the little foxes. The foxes that ruin the vine. And each and every one of us, because we now have the mind of Christ, and we are new creation, we'll go back and deal with those things in prayer and defeat them so that we can come to the fullness of God even in our Christian race in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hosanna in the... Today is Palm Sunday. That same passion was prayed into our lives. But this moment, it is offering time. You don't sound like you are receiving a blessing. I say it's offering time. Praise the name of the living Jesus in this house. We give our offering. And we give more than our offering. We give our time. And I'll just use this scripture to encourage us. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Let's have that place on the board. It says, Apostle Paul here again was reminding us. He said, remember this. Oh, Christ's tabernacle, whoever sows sparingly also reaps sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also receive, reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart, which is the mind of God and the mind of Christ operating in you to give, not reluctantly nor under compulsion, for God loves 
Christ the tabernacle as cheerful givers. I'll read verse 8, but I know we don't actually need it, but it's nice to encourage us. Because God is able to bless us abundantly, so that in all things and at all times, having all that we need, you will abound in every good work. Praise the name of the living Jesus. I think that passage explains itself a lot enough. We have the um, account details on the board. Um, Pastor Tyler assures us that it's easier when we give online, but I am a traditionalist, so if you are a traditionalist like me, I'm sure you would have received an envelope, the blue envelope for taxpayers. Give us your details, and the green envelope for non-taxpayers, people who are not just taxpaying at the moment, Fill out those, and on your way out, you would use, there is an ark, it's golden, because your offering is golden, and you put that in the ark. And for those of us who give online in the Turkey age, the sort code and the account number is there, and please reference it nicely. Um, if you are giving for charitable givings for Ukraine and um, whatever benevolence you want, please state it there clearly. And if it's tithe and if it's offering, please put that in the um, reference part of your account as your account operates. So um, for those of us who have done that before, we'll have those accounts on our account details. And for those of us who haven't done it before, the sort code is there. I'm sure we can see it clearly. Yes, it's clearer on here, the account number. Can we please rise? Because in a moment, the choir would be singing to us so that we can give joyfully, not out of compulsion. So can we please rise? Our Father and our God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you because we've been taught about operating in the mind of Christ. We were also taught about the sacrificial giving that Christ did. We also taught... Lord, this week we'll read about a man who knew that his donkey was going to be released from a place and he gave willingly. Lord God Almighty, you have given us this day. You've rekindled in us passion. You've told us what it means to be born again, born of the Spirit. Lord God Almighty, you've told us about what it means to operate in the fullness of God. That the finances that you've given unto us, Lord God Almighty, they belong to you. And Lord, we are not giving out of compulsion, but we are giving out of a cheerful heart. And we'll be singing and dancing and making merry as we give unto you for the work of ministry. Lord God Almighty, this morning, Father, I say that even the giving that we are giving, O oh God, Father, for, some, for those of us, O oh God, who are yet, O oh God, in a place, O oh God, change our hearts in such a way that we give unto you with such cheerfulness and that our giving will be acceptable unto you. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, even as we bring unto you an offering due your name. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed this morning. Amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I saw some feet jangling. Praise the name of the living Jesus. That is the proper Hosanna. Hosanna, blessed be the rock, the rock of our salvation. Lord, we just bless you and thank you. We bless you because you are our rock. You are our strength. You are our deliverer. You are our, yet you are our friend, the lion and the lamb. We just praise your name. We exalt you. We say Hosanna to you. We say Hosanna to your name. And we sing Hosanna even in the highest. Thank you because you are our rock. Thank you, King of Glory, for the word that you brought this morning. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, King of Glory. Because, O oh Lord, you know how to give us the word, O oh God, in season. Lord, that word will come, O oh God, even into our hearts and minds and bring forth fruits worthy of repentance to us in the name of Jesus. Father, this is your holy offering given by your holy people. Let your fire come down and consume this holy offering even in Jesus' holy name. In, Je- in Jesus' name, amen. And the people of God say, amen. And we please take our seats. We'll be done in a moment as we call Pastor Sheremy to come and close us today. Amen. I believe that we've all been blessed this morning. Indeed, we are saved to serve. Um, the first, that we have a couple of announcements to make, um, but firstly. We want to welcome anyone in our midst that is worshipping with us for the first time. So if you are in this auditorium this morning, and today is the first day you're worshipping with us at Christ Faith Tabernacle, can you kindly signify by raising your hand and waving? Anybody? Oh, thank you, sir. Can I kindly ask that you stand up so that we can welcome you to Christ Faith Tabernacle? And I believe strongly that you've been blessed this morning. Um, we have a pack uh, for our visitors. So on your way out, if you just kindly check at the foyer, there will be a pack for you. And there are information there that can bless you. And also information about how you can get in touch with us. And we really love to hear from you to see how we can be a source of further blessing to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Please be seated. So yes, so um, today our daily prayers um, will continue at 11 p.m. And so we employ everybody to join via the usual links, the Zoom link, um, via YouTube and the conference call. And it will be at 11 p.m. as usual. And I'd just like to remind us that our Father and the Lord has said, 
that we'll be praying for anyone that is celebrating their birthdays via that platform. So if you're celebrating your birthday today, please join us at 11 p.m. and our, our Father and the Lord will pray for you um, then. Also, this um, evening, um, we should remember about the home group reflection. And for today, we'll be reading from the book of Matthew. And then we'll read chapters 21 to 28. It's the Passion Week. And that the Passion Week, as we know, uh, just marks a series of events from Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. That's in, the, in chapter 21 to his um, arrest, his trial, his torture, the crucifixion on Friday, and then the resurrection on Sunday. And because we know his reason, our future, our eternity is secure in Christ and sealed by that guarantee, the Holy Spirit. I want somebody to shout, Hallelujah! So please, discuss this with your family, share, and I pray as we do that, the Lord Almighty will grant us illumination, understanding, in the mighty name of Jesus. And also, we should remember Wednesdays, we are not meet, we will meet at 11 p.m. is Bible study, and that's at 7 p.m. And this week also, we have the women's meeting on Thursday, and that's also at 7 p.m. And um, the theme for the women's meeting is Christ, our perfect role model. And then this week, the Passion Week on Friday is Good Friday. And so the service will be here. We'll be having a joint service here in Cathedral at 8 p.m. And then we employ work, uh, workers in the house to come at 7 p.m. as usual. And then the service will start at 8 p.m. prompt. And also on Sunday, it will be a joint service here in the cathedral as well uh, for the Resurrection Sunday. And then the, that will start at 10 a.m. And the workers, as usual, should report here by 8.30 a.m. in the morning. The Bible says, let those who serve, serve with the strength that the God has given. I believe as we continue to serve in the household of faith, Heavenly Father will continue to strengthen us in Jesus' name. Um, also, I believe that the youth, they have their announcement. So, Sister Adetola Adeshino and Brother Emmanuel Chuku to come and give the youth announcement. Please stand so far, far away from me. What are you doing? Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. Guys, I'm saying good afternoon. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. Oh, oh that's much better. <laughs> is, is it still morning? Oh, it's still morning. My apologies. Okay, let's, let's do that again. Let's take take two. Good morning, church. Good morning. Much better, much better. Thank you for correcting me, all of you. Thank you. Um, you have an announcement. We just have a really well. We just have a couple of announcements, so we won't take too much of your time. Um, next week, um, we are looking to organise a youth catch-up session, um, specifically for the age group of 17 to 21. So this is targeting people that are going to university in September, and also people that are in university that have either that we haven't seen for a while. Um, I know that we um, had a bit of a catch-up in Birmingham, but we weren't able to see everyone, so. 
Um, we know that people are going to be down for the Easter break. So we thought it would be a great opportunity to just be able to catch up, see how everyone's doing, um, and just being able to just, you know, have social time, you know. It's, 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 it's nice to sort of hang out together, isn't it? Okay, probably not. Anyway, anyway um, yeah, so um, please, um, parents, if you know um, people are around, please encourage them to come. There'll be food, there'll be some drinks, and it'll just be a nice, it's just nice to have a, a nice social time. There should be, the details should be at the up behind me. Yep. So you're just, you can, you can scan the QR code. Um, if you have any other complications or questions, if there's any complications or questions, um, you're able to get at, you can contact the um, youth email. So that's CFT um, underscore yord at, oh, it's even on the board as well. It's perfect. CFT underscore yord at hotmail.co.uk. And uh, yeah, hope to see you guys there. I will hand over to Sister Adotolo to give the extra words. Thank you. <laughs> so, so happy Sunday and happy Palm Sunday, everyone, as well. So just following on off what um, Brother Emmanuel said, you know, as a youth body, we have so much of exciting things that are up and coming. So first of all, we have our T-shirt competition. We have a t-shirt competition which is in aid of our youth convention which is fast approaching as we all know that the t-shirts have always been a tradition during the youth convention and this year it's not going to be any different so if you have any ideas if you're into designing if you're creative and this is for anyone please do send your design ideas to the youth email which is cft underscored yard at hotmail.co.uk just to let you know and to be aware that the deadline for this is actually on Easter Sunday, which is the 17th. So if you have any ideas, please do send them through. Second point as well is that, as you're aware, that the youth convention is really fast approaching. And leading up to the youth convention, we have fundraising ideas and initiatives that we implement throughout the upcoming weeks. So we are actually doing our first fundraising initiative, which is the weightlifting challenge. Thank you. So if you can see on the board, yes, we're having our weightlifting <laughs> challenge, which is going to test our limit and endurance over an eight-week period. So some of the youth, including myself, we will be doing a challenge where we will be doing lifts, benching and squats and deadlifts. So for those who are like really versed with the gym, you know that these lifts are very tedious and very hard. But please do participate, please do donate and please do scan the QR code which will actually um, send you to our Just Giving page where you can donate. So any amount is nothing too small. So please do donate and thank you very much. And thank you. And finally, we have um, a video clip announcement from the light of the world. So, the technical team, are we ready? Men's Fellowship of Christ Faith Tabernacle International Churches. We seek to impact our world. Welcome to Light of the World. The Light of the World is the Men's Fellowship of Christ Faith Tabernacle International Churches. We seek to impact our world through the experiential knowledge of Christ Jesus, building total men of God as husbands, fathers, and leaders within and outside the church. 
Prepare mighty men who will support the work of God in the church and make men ready for the harvest to come. Dear men, fathers, husbands, and youths, don't hesitate to join us as we raise fathers and leaders of tomorrow. Join us as we meet the third Thursday of every month to study the Word and share ideas on becoming a total man. All participate in our enriching business and professional seminars and fun activities for the entire family. Call 079-844-38353. Email lotw at cftchurches.org. Shall we rise? Yes. Oh, please. Show that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> yes, so shall we close the service uh, by reading the grace from the book of Hebrews 13 and verses 20 and 21? With an up- yeah. Sorry, with an uplifted hand. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.
from Zion? He who is the maker of heaven and earth, may he grant us the strength and the ability to operate in the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name. Have a blessed day. Please sit down, and uh, the ushers will um, usher you out, um, I think, from the front. If you have your phone, the lyrics are